Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trending lower this morning, setting aside a night of new records for U.S. stocks. Sydney is down nearly 1%. Seoul and Tokyo are in the red as well. In the U.S., the S&P 500 set a new record high for the fourth straight session. Tech stocks did well as well, with the Nasdaq rising three quarters of a percent. But overall, on the broader market, more shares fell than rose. Joining me now to discuss market action is Ryan Huang. How are you doing this Wednesday? Morning, Michelle. Happy hump day. Yeah, it's always a good one for me. Listen, this week, the Trump administration has been talking about, quote, ending the United States' reliance on China and bringing a million manufacturing jobs back to the U.S. Despite the tough talk, though, there is some positive news this morning regarding U.S.-China trade, specifically the so-called Phase 1 trade deal. And that gave a boost to U.S. shares overnight. Tell us more about the latest talks between the two sides. Yeah, so this is, I guess, encouraging news when you have not really a lot of good headlines, you take what you get, right? So this is pretty much the context of it. You have not been getting a lot of progress on the trade front, but now you get a bit of an inkling that something might happen. And if you look at the latest, it comes in the form of this phone call. And this is between US Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and also Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. Both of them spoke with Chinese Vice Premier Liu He during what's called a regularly scheduled phone call and they addressed steps that China had to take to effect structural changes around that phase one agreement that they signed back in six months ago. So pretty much both of them indicated that it was constructive, they saw a bit of progress, they committed steps necessary. So a lot of, I guess, broad motherhood statements without details yet. So that is the, I guess, risk. No, there is a lot of positive language, but we don't have any details at this point. All right, let's talk IPOs then where there's slightly more details. Yesterday, we discussed a cloud computing company called Snowflake that is going to go public. There are two more big name listings in the news this morning, one by a company that listeners of this program will recognize and one that is likely new. Do you want to, which one would you like to start with? Hmm. Let's start with a big one. The old or the new? New, old (laughs) one. (laughs) The new, the familiar name is Jack Ma's Ant Financial. It's officially filed for a dual listing in Hong Kong and Shanghai, which means we know a bit more about its business today than we did yesterday. For example, we know that its Alipay application has 1 billion active annual users. And unlike Snowflake or Palantir, it's very profitable. So how much did Ant Financial net in the first half of this year? Yeah, I think most Singaporeans who do shop online will know Alibaba and this of course is the affiliate to Alibaba it's Ant Group and this is the digital payments platform as well as a financial platform so they have been pretty much riding the trend and this is where they offer financial services on their platforms insurance micropayments and analytics so all this is really in demand and if you look at the latest earnings details that have just been shared with the um, release the following you are looking at Ant Group generating 10.5 billion US dollars in revenue and that is a big jump from last year I think nearly 40% and if I look at the numbers for profit that is up by a huge amount as well. We are talking about four figures. And if you look at it, it is 1,000% in profits to $3.2 billion. So, wow. 
1,000%. Wow. In the first six months of this year. Like the sound of that. All right. The other company that is going public that is making news this morning is a data analytics company called Palantir Technologies. And like Snowflake, it actually lost money last year. More than half a billion dollars, in fact. What exactly does Palantir do and why are investors excited by its listing now? Yeah, so that's interesting, right? You've got quite a bit of IPOs coming on stream now, Alibaba's and Group. So that on the front shows, you are getting quite a bit of uh, pipeline coming through. So that's getting investors excited that, hey, market appetite might be there and maybe we could ride on this. And for China, it's good news because it might pave the way for other Chinese tech companies. And then you have Palantir. And that is showing a bit of the Silicon Valley story where you have now startups. And Palantir for a long time has been closely watched for their debut because they are a Silicon Valley startup. So what they do could inspire similar startups to also go for a listing. And what Panther is doing is not conventional because it's not a typical IPO. They are doing what's called a direct listing. So they are not raising money, but pretty much putting their shares on the market for existing investors investors to monetize. And why people are so excited about Palantir is because they do a very unusual service in the form of data analytics for governments, the counterterrorism branch, the analytics for intelligence agencies, pretty much for spies. So all in the name of protecting people like you and me. So that is their sales pitch. They are doing data analytics for the public good, helping to keep the public safe. And that is something, part of their storyline is also complicated by the fact they are backed by some illustrious names. Peter Thiel, Mm. he is famous for backing PayPal and also an early investor of Facebook and also back in 2016, a very vocal supporter of Donald Trump's presidential campaign. There is a lot of know, subtext and sub-stories behind Palantir. Yeah, Palantir also has sort of a social justice element to it. In a letter, open letter, they actually went against the engineering elite of Silicon Valley, saying that the elite in Silicon Valley know more about building software, but they don't know more about how society should be organized or what justice requires. That's what co-founder for Palantir said in an open letter. Imagine that. Okay, so we'll keep an eye out on that. Quite interesting. I can understand why investors are excited by this direct listing. Palantir CEO, meanwhile, likely ruffling a few feathers this morning, though, with that letter. What do you think? What do you think of the yeah, tone so of that and what that sends out? <laughs> Very unusual for someone to pack a letter with the uh, filing, right? So he is calling out other Silicon Valley companies for selling out. It's a bit ironic because they have been called sellouts themselves for helping governments. But now in his letter, CEO Alex Karp says, if you think about it, Silicon Valley companies are the ones who are selling out because they are the ones using their data, their products, their technology to sell your information to commercial companies doing advertising. But we are using your data to keep you safe. So who is the bad guy who's a good guy here? So that is pretty much the essence of his story and why he is you know, kind of angry that he's being seen as a bad guy. And he is also making a stand and he's saying the company is taking sides and they will not work with companies or countries which are going to be inconsistent with the company's values. And this singled out China as one potential risk of their business plans. They say 
they are unwilling to work with China because their values and this could hamper growth in future. This is interesting because it's unusual for a company to be so forthcoming to say they are taking sides. And this, of course, will affect investors' outlook for the business as well. Okay, interesting. Also interesting. Do you know how Palantir got its name? I think it was from a movie, Lord of the Rings. Yes, but what is it? Okay, if I remember from many years ago, it is a magical orb. It is a crystal orb that allows you to see across vast distances. Mm, to live okay, up to so maybe he has a vision <laughs> of what Palantir will be. Uh, but so far, Palantir is losing money. Uh-oh. It is showing up a net loss of $580 million in 2019. So it's typical of a startup. It is losing money, but quite a mm. huge number. But revenue is growing 25%, yeah. $742 million. So there is growth there, but at a cost of more startup pains. Well, and I think like its namesake or the uh, movie that its name comes from, I think it's got a story that's going to stick, you know, a software that's been going to be used to target terrorists and keep soldiers safe. Really memorable. All right, yesterday we reported that the Dow Composite is undergoing a shake-up next week. ExxonMobil, Pfizer and Raytheon Technologies, they're out. Salesforce, Amgen and Honeywell International, they're in. So how did investors react and did they sell off the old and buy the new. <laughs> I think that was pretty much the script, right? So you did see the newcomers getting a bit of a boost and I am going to pick on two of them. Mm. Salesforce replacing the old boy, the old boy in the form of ExxonMobil, 92 years on the Dow and they've been kicked out now. Salesforce replaces them and looking at the session, Salesforce was up by 3.6% and Salesforce had an additional boost after markets closed and that was in the form of their earnings it was blown away they really painted a very good picture of what's come as well so that lifted their stock price after hours by nearly 14% and then if you look at Amgen that is the biotechnology company that will replace Pfizer that was up by 5% and pretty much conversely Pfizer down the other way down by 1% so that's pretty much the story we've got investors stocking up names that will be part of the Dow and of course a lot of ETFs also will be in action to kind of rebalance the books here and Salesforce not only jumped more than 13% it also beat expectations on its latest earnings let's check in with local markets now the Straits Times Index finished moderately higher yesterday at 25.59 how is it doing this morning? Yeah, so the STI on a three day winning streak and looking across Asia it was pretty much um, a bit of a downer started in the red and looking at what the STI is doing it is in line with the region down by 0.7% 2,541 we did see the banks getting a bit of a bounce yesterday but it's giving up those gains right now led by UOB uh, down by 2% and I think um, people will be watching out to see how Exington is doing this is the one that is owned by Bellagraph Nova Group's founders the low cousins, uh, they last traded down by 19 cents, or rather they were last closed at 19 cents, and they are now on a trading halt. So look out for an announcement from this company. And they will be having EGM tomorrow to vote on a name change, a rights placement, and a rights issue. So that is in the works tomorrow. All right, thanks very much. Ryan Huang in Market View with me. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.